Welcome to the Old Time Radio Westerns. I'm your host, Andrew Rines, and let's get into this episode. This episode is going to be The Lone Ranger. Original air date's May 6, 1946. The title is The Crimson Prophet. This is part two of two, and I hope you enjoy. faithful Indian companion Tonto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver. Let's go, big fellow. I'm Silver. This is part two of the story of the Crimson Prophet. Jason Rudder and Cardigan had founded a cult. Cardigan called himself the Crimson Prophet. He used a ring with curious properties to play upon the fears of superstitious peons. He compelled them to bring him stolen jewelry, which he sent across the border to Jason's hotel. Nita Deming, who was Jason's niece, was owner of the ring. When she learned how it was being used, she sought the aid of the Lone Ranger. The masked man and Tonto stepped in as four men sent by Cardigan were about to kill Jason, who was no longer needed. All five men were tied and left in the cellar of the hotel. The Lone Ranger and Tonto put the stolen gold and jewelry into their saddlebags and set out with Nita for El Paseo, where Cardigan was to meet the cult at midnight. Looking back, the Lone Ranger saw the hotel in flames. He told Tonto and Nita to go on, 
Then he hurried back to the hotel to see about the men he'd left tied. The masked man entered a tool shed, then went through a trap door in the floor. He reached the hotel cellar through a tunnel. He'd left five men in that cellar, but only one remained. Jason, just a minute. I'll get that gag out of your mouth. Steady now. Hold still. I don't want to cut you. There. Get me out of here. You weren't gagged when I left you. I was, I was double-crossing polecats. They, they gagged me. Blackie and Finkel. Where are they? Get me out. Untie my hands. I'll talk when I'm out. You'll talk now. Where are the other four? He got away. I left them tied. Blackie got his hands free. He untied the others. They gagged me and set fire to the hotel. Left me to burn. Butcher and Sneed started the fire. The skunks. Where are they now? How do I know? I suppose they're on the way to El Paseo. They figured on overtaking Nita and you and that Indian. I'll cut those ropes, and we'll get out of here. Hurry. Hold still. There, your feet are free. I'll get square with those critters. Let me cut the ropes from your wrist now. As I'm out of here, I'll get Blackie and the others. I'm not taking you out of here so you can square things. There. I'm turning you over to law. Stand up. I'll try. I was tied mighty tight. Oh, I can't stand. Here, I'll help you. Lean on me. Weak as a kitten. I have to go through the tunnel. Then we'll go out to the trap door of the tool shed. I can hardly walk. You'll be all right. The ropes around your ankles cut off the circulation. Come on, it isn't far. Dirtiest double cross I ever heard of. I gave Cardigan the idea of being the Crimson Prophet. Gave him that ring. The ring belonged to your niece. You had no right to give it to anyone. Made the Crimson Prophet what he is. And he turns on me. Sends those four to get me. You said that Blackie and the others were going to El Paseo? Yeah, that's right. They figured... Uh, We'll take you, Anita. I came from the border. It's strange I didn't meet them. Chances are they stuck around to make sure the hotel burned down. Oh, here's the ladder. Can you climb? Oh, my, my legs. You've got to get through that trap door. Well, maybe if you give me a boost, I can make it. All right. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Keep going. I, I'm most up. Got my shoulders out. You better keep back a little so I don't kick you. Like this. Oh! There, I tricked you, didn't I? <laughs> The Lone Ranger was stunned by the kick that Jason directed at his head. Clinging to the ladder as he fought the wave of giddiness that threatened to engulf him, the masked man heard the trap door being locked. Got to get out of here. Got to get out. Sharp pain stabbed his head as he tried his strength against the door. The lock was a big one of heavy iron. It held firm. The Lone Ranger drew one of his guns. Bullet may smash it. Now, we'll see. Oh, luck must be stronger than silver bullets. Try another. Heavy bullets tore through the pine boards, but the lock held firm, resisting all of the Lone Ranger's strength. Got to get out. He paused to let the pain subside. It was then that he heard silver. Jason found the Lone Ranger's horse near the tool shed. He knew that the masked man and Tonto had the Crimson Prophet's loot and felt sure that part of the loot, at least, was in the saddlebags that Silver carried. He tried to get at those saddlebags. Stand still, you crazy fool. Steady there. Steady, I tell you. He grabbed the dangling reins. He pulled hard against Silver's resistance. Hold still, I tell you. Come here. The big horse jerked his head. 
He pulled back, fighting the efforts of Jason to get near the saddlebag. Steady now. Calm down, you on this sidewinder. Hold on a minute. Quit out. Why, you wild galoot, try to bite me, will you? I'll show you. Jason knew that his time was limited. At any moment, the masked man might break out of the tunnel. He threw all caution to the winds and pulled on the reins with all his strength. I'll fix you. If I had a gun, I'd drill you. By thunder, I'll handle you or know the reason why. Come here. Such treatment was something new for Silver. He became enraged. He charged at Jason. Ah! Jason caught the blow from Silver and fell to the ground. He saw the big white stallion standing over him, threatening further punishment. He saw the sharp silver-shod hoofs pawing the ground and realized he was no match for the mighty Silver. He scurried to the shelter of a nearby stable. In the meantime, Tonto and Nita Deming followed the trail toward El Paseo. If I had a better horse, we wouldn't have to go so slowly. Oh, it's all right. We reached town by midnight. Tonto, do you think your masked friend wait, will be... Wait, Tonto. wait. Tonto! Oh, fella, ho, 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 What's the matter? Why'd you grab my horse like that? You look ahead. Just the trail in the moonlight, that's all. Look at rope. Stretch tight cross trail. Oh. Rope just right height. To catch horsemen by neck. Gosh, if we hadn't stopped, we'd oh, have been clipped. Who's that? Keep your hands in, Sally. We'll open fire. They're both covered. It's Butcher and Sneed. Yeah, we're all here, lady. Blackie. And there's Finkel. Now get off them horses and be quick about it. We ain't gonna need much to make us start shooting. You're the ones who stretched that rope across the trail. Yeah, that's right, Miss Deming. Figured we'd stop you one way or the other. How you get to your head out? It was easy. We know a shortcut. You were tied. <laughs> We didn't stay that way for long. Oh, you needn't look around for that slimy galoot you call Uncle Jason. He ain't with us. We left him for the fire to take care of. Where's that mask man? He's the one I want. My hand still hurts from the way he shot my gun away. Where is he? Well, him not here. We got eyes. We can see that. I think I'll ask you where he I'll is. I'll hold it, Butcher. Better disarm the redskin. Then we'll ask questions. Take his gun, Sneed. All right. Give it to me. The masked man smashed mine. Here you are, Finkel. Thanks. Make sure he's got no other weapon. Uh, here's a knife. Yes, that's all. Open the saddlebags, Butcher. See if you got some of that loot. Right. He carried some of it out of the cellar. Where's that mask man? You meet him by and by. None of that. <laughs> Next time I'll slap you with a gun barrel. When I ask a question, I want a straight answer. Where's that mask man? Tell him, Tonto. Tell him where the Lone Ranger is. The what? The Lone Ranger? Is that so who, that's been who going... he is? Yes. And he went back to town when he saw the hotel on fire. He went back so you crooks wouldn't be burned alive. If we hadn't taken the shortcut, we probably would have met him. Yeah. Uh, here's the saddlebags, Blackie. <coughs> Only about half the stuff is here. The Lone Ranger's probably got the rest. And we gotta get it. If we go back with just half the stuff, Cardigan will think we're holding out on him. We'll get it. The Lone Ranger will be coming along this trail on the way to Al Paseo. Are you sure he'll go there? Yeah, and he'll be traveling mighty fast. We'll leave the rope stretched tight right where it is. Be sure to hit it. It'll take him right out of the saddle. May kill him if it hits him just right. Whatever it does, it'll stop him. Butcher, you and Fink will wait here. You can hide back of those bushes. When the Lone Ranger is stopped, you can jump him with your guns and finish him. Savvy? Yeah. It'll be a pleasure. What about these two? We'll take them to the cave. Crimson Prophet will decide what to do with them. Tie him up and we'll get going.
realized that he couldn't get through the trap door to the tool house. He decided to try the only other exit from the place, the one that opened from the cellar directly into the hotel. He hurried back through the tunnel to the room in the cellar where Jason had been tied. He went up a short flight of stairs to the door leading into the burning hotel. Locked. I'll try my bullets on this one. Once more, he drew a gun and fired at the lock at close range. That did it. The door was open. But ahead, the masked man saw great leaping flames. A wave of hot smoke enveloped him momentarily. He drew back, choking. The Lone Ranger knew that there was no choice. He had to go through that flame-filled room to reach an open window in the far wall. Covering his mouth and nose with a bandana, he made the break. He ran through the room. The seconds seemed like years. Fire lifted his clothes and brushed his face. His lungs felt as though they were about to burst. Then he reached the window and leaped through. For a moment, the Lone Ranger lay on the soft ground. The leap had brought new pains to his injured head. His throat was raw and his eyes were hot and smarting from the smoke and fire. He saw great tongues of flame leaping from the window overhead. He tried to rise. Must get away. Must get the help of sale. He fell back to the ground. Must get the help of sale. Then he was aware of something close. Something that nuzzled his cheek. Silver. I'll, I'll try again. I'll get up, Silver, old fella. Let me hold on. A little help from you, big fella. I got to make it. He was on his feet, holding the saddle horn until his reeling sense grew more steady. Saddlebags, jewelry. You guarded it, Silver. I heard your fight. You won your fight. You must win mine. Hey, there's someone back at the hotel. What are you doing so close to the fire? Someone finally came back here. Get away from there. That building came in. Steady, Silver. Steady. Got to make the saddle. Steady, boy. There. Come on, boy. The cool night air fanned the masked man's face and gave him strength. He straightened in the saddle. His vision cleared. He saw the moonlit river just ahead. The Rio Grande. Beyond lay El Paseo and poor, superstitious people in the grip of a monster in red robes. The Crimson Prophet. You've got to be there by midnight. Then the masked man's voice rang out in the way that Silver knew so well. Come on, Silver! curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments.
Now to continue our story. As the Lone Ranger hurried toward El Paseo, he didn't know that peril waited where Butcher and Finkel lay hidden in the bushes. That hombre expects to be in El Paseo for the Crimson Prophet's meeting. He should be here. Hold on, Butcher. I think I hear something. Yeah? Let me get out of these bushes and have a look. I can hear hoofbeats. We'll know in a second. Don't show yourself. I won't. Hey, Butcher, someone's heading this way. As soon as he hits that rope, we'll jump him. I hope he don't see it like the Indian did. Yeah, the Indian was traveling slow. This critter's riding hard. Almost here. Hope that rope's tight enough. I made sure of that. Now, get ready to jump him. Hey, what? Got him, Butcher, we got him. There he is, sprawling on the ground. Oh, fix the critter. Grab his horse while I make sure of him. Hey, Finkel, hold it. Look at him. What? Huh? Look at doggone fool. That ain't the masked man. What? It's Jason. There's a right one. There he comes. That one's masked. Yeah. He sees us. We got a high tail. We can't. He's too close. Shoot it out. Shoot him. Missed him. Fire again. You know my gun hand's lame. I'll try. Oh, he got me. Oh, Silver Hawaii. Oh, I'll get you off. Fix your by thunder. Oh. Let it be, You again, I'll finkle. My shoulder. Shoulder's busted. It'll be your neck before the law is through with you. Oh, hey, uh, Jason's still alive. Get back, Finkel. Come here. You too, Butcher. Going to see how badly Jason's hurt. Either of you make a move, I'll let you have it. Let me look at your wound, Jason. No use. I'm I'm going. Rope across the trail. Got me in the chest. (coughs) Bullets, too. Here, let me see. No, it's no use. Just listen. I was riding naked. Cardigan. Crimson Prophet. El Paseo. Yeah. You two stay where you are. Go ahead, Jason. I, I can't get him now. You get him. I intend to. You get the Crimson Prophet, his gang. I'll, I'll tell you about his cave, his scheme. It was shortly before midnight when Tonto and Nita, as prisoners of Blackie and Sneed, reached the headquarters of the Crimson Prophet near El Paseo. They dismounted and left the horses some distance from the entrance to a cave. Walking toward the opening, they heard the rhythmic beating of drums. Blackie led the way along the gravel floor of a dark tunnel. He made a sharp right turn, then halted near a lamp that rested on the floor. A red-robed figure held a gun steady. Oh, it's you, Blackie. Got your costume on early, ain't you? Yeah. Who are those two with Sneed? Girls Nita Deming. Oh, Jason's niece. Yeah. She brought the Lone Ranger down on us. The Lone Ranger? And Indians, his partner. Thought Cardigan would like to deal with him. He sure would. Where's Butcher and Finkel? Stayed back to get the Lone Ranger. Who's inside? Cardigan and all of our gang. None of the, uh, <laughs> the believers has showed up yet. Open the door and let us in. The sight beyond the doors was awe-inspiring. There was a vast cavern with damp walls that glistened in the flickering light of several fires that burned around a small platform at the far side. Another fire burned beneath a huge cauldron in the center of the platform. Men in crimson robes and hoods moved about the fires, adding fuel while others sat nearby with their drums. The cauldron was partly filled with boiling water that gave off clouds of steam. The room was hot and damp, filled with a ghostly mist. Cardigan's right over there with that pile of food. He's the one that'll deal with him. The one with the bright crimson robe? Yeah. Close the door, Sneed. Yeah. It's 
about time you came. Now look who's here, Cardigan. Come on, you two. Get over there. Oh. So that feller Crimson Crawford. Business, eh, Blakey? Ooh, Miss Dilly. Yes. And that's my ring you're wearing. <laughs> my dear, it was your ring. She sent to the Lone Ranger and his pal Tonto. Indeed. Now, we got Tonto here. Tingle and Butcher will get the Lone Ranger for their report. Splendid. Girl is hostage. We can make the Lone Ranger valuable alive. Hear that, Blackie? Don't take Cardigan long to grab onto an idea. Where'd you get Jason? Well, we left him tied up in the hotel. Set fire to the place. And the loot? We got part of it. The others, I expect, to bring the rest. Very well. Just what do you think you're going to do? Miss Deming, you will learn a lot before the night is ended. You can't fool the peons for very long. They'll soon learn that there's no magic power in that ring. I have convinced them that there is great power in the ring. The power of life and death. Nonsense. It's nothing but a weather indicator. When the air is filled with the dampness of an impending storm, the ring is pink. And when the weather's clear, it's blue. But wait till you see how the pains behave. Wait till you see how I convince them that my disapproval brings illness to their children. That my approval makes them well. Tonto and Nita were placed in a corner of the cavern with Blackie and Sneed to guard them. Midnight was sounded on a gong. The doors opened, and a number of sad-faced payers came into the room with their heads bowed and sat down upon the floor. Cardigan muttered to one of the drummers. There seems to be a good crowd tonight. Yeah, more than usual. Uh, yes, they're all here now. Up the drums! Ye who know the pain of hunger, ye whose faith is placed in the spirit who speaks through me, your prophet, know ye that the hour has come when the all-powerful one gives voice to anger and to pleasure. Know ye that rain shall fall tomorrow. Know ye also that illness shall visit the child of Pablo Martinez. No, no, senor, let me Illness shall visit the last born of Maria, Cotro. It is the prince of prophet who speaks. The next day we'll see happiness return to the home of Miguel Lopez when the shadow of sickness departs. Is Miguel here among us? Senor, he was arrested for stealing from his employer. That which he stole has bought health for his daughter. If his vow of silence is broken, if he tells why he took the jewelry and gold, illness will be replaced by death. He knows that, senor. He will keep the vow. Crimson prophet has spoken. I will now receive those who come with tribute for the spirit. Come one at a time with your offering. Take the spirit's gift to food. Place it in my hand and watch the ring on my finger. It's blue, senor. That means spirit is displeased with me. But wait. Let us drop the gold into the cauldron and send it in living vapor to the spirit. The 
Perhaps that would please the old father. I dropped the gold each piece by itself into the vessel. The vapor warms my hand as it devours the offering. The ring, senor. The ring is changing. The color is no longer blue. It turned to pink, like the pink face of the healthy Nino. Like the pink cheek of my little one at home. It is a good sign. Manuel, not be stricken with a sickness that was foretold. Prophecy was made. It cannot be changed. Oh, oh, senor! But the spirit no. will be kind. <laughs> when illness strikes, come here with senor. further tribute. Then health senor. will return. Gracious, senor, gracious. Take with you the package of food. You will find in it a cake for the little one. Gracious, senor, gracious. Hernandez, you bring tribute to appease the spirit. One after another, the Paeans came before the Crimson Prophet and passed over jewelry and gold that had been stolen. At one side of the tunnel, Nita and Tonto, carefully guarded by Sneed and Blackie, watched the performance. Such a deception. Keep your voice down. Look at him, Tonto. Yeah, me see him. When he holds his hand close to the warm, dry air of the fire, the ring is blue. Then he holds it in the steam over that cauldron. The damp air changes the chemical in the ring, and it turns pink. Uh. Plenty good magic for Payon. <laughs> it's been working all right so far. Yeah, so of Cardigan's prophecies. I'd like to know how he foretells illness in the family. That's easy. He makes the illness. He, he what? Sure. <laughs> There's how he does it. Take with you the package of food. You will find it at a cake for the little ones at your home. No! Blackie, I told you to keep it quiet. Those cakes you take to your children have something in them to make the children ill. Sneeze, Trevor. Believe me. Don't shut up. I can't get in this. He, he makes your children ill with those cakes. You can't shut her up. I can. Need a watch gun? I'll fix you. Take him. Shots roared in the cavern. Several of those in the clothing of peons leaped to action, drawing guns and charging the Crimson Prophet and his men. That's right, Sneed. That voice. Why, you... Here, try this. The Lone Ranger and several officials of the law had been among the group. In short order, they overpowered the outlaws in the brilliant robes. That does it. Thank goodness you were here. I've cut the rope that held you, Nita. Take the knife and free Tuttle's hands. All right. Those poor people... I'll speak to them. Listen, amigos. Amigos. All of you, listen to me. This man is no prophet. He's a crook. He fooled you so you'd steal for him. You took food and cakes home with you. It was something in the cakes that made your children ill. This man has no hold on you. Go to your homes. Forget the Crimson Prophet, because he's going to jail. Go to your padre. He will tell you I speak truth. I'm so glad you were here. How'd you get here? Jason told me about this place before he died. Oh? And I got lawmen to help We captured the guards and slipped in with the peons. These people didn't want to steal. I know, Nita. I explained it to the law. They'll be treated with lenience. I wonder if they realize how much they owe you. They're indebted to you, Nita, not to me. Well, here, this ring is yours. Will you keep it? It belongs on your finger. Very well. I'll wear it. And every time I look at it, I'll think of the Lone Ranger. (laughs) 
story you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. This has been a presentation of otrwesterns.com, and we hope you enjoyed. Please take some time to like and rate our shows in your favorite podcast application. Follow us on Facebook by going to otrwesterns.com slash Facebook. Subscribe to our YouTube channel by going to otrwesterns.com slash YouTube. And send us an email, podcast at otrwesterns.com. You can call and leave us a voicemail, 707-986-8739. This episode is copyright under the attribution non-commercial share like copyright. For more information, go to otrwesterns.com slash copyright. Have a great day and thanks for listening. (laughs) ¶¶